This episode of Untold Stories is sponsored by Coin Gaming and Nexo. Stick around to hear more about them later in this episode. Let's go live. We are going live. We are here. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. You're watching and listening to a live version, AMA live, exciting version of Untold Stories with my super good friend, Diego Guterres Saldivar, <laughs> of IOV Labs. RSK, we get to talk about our favorite topic today, and that's that's building on Bitcoin. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you, Charlie, for inviting me. I think I'm I'm so happy. You know, I think we, we have a long history together. So on on this thing about being building on Bitcoin and finding yeah, the way, you know. I was just I was just going through some some of the older emails and uh um, going back to, to 2013, so you um, you are the one of the the founders, and I'm not sure if you were president. You're president uh, back then. Of, I used to, yes. Yeah, Argentinian Bitcoin Foundation, and I remember, I think it was 2013, uh, the first ever La Bitconf, which was in Argentina. Yes. And it was amazing. It was. I still look at pictures from those. I just actually, I'm my wife. Uh, we were just dating and it was a first trip that she traveled, went out to Buenos Aires and we're hanging out in the Faina Hotel and Eric Voorhees was there. And uh, I, I I remember just, just I remember getting on stage at that conference and just as soon as I got on stage and I just smiled, everyone just started clapping. And I didn't <laughs> say anything. There was yes. so much excitement. There was yeah. so much excitement because we're in Argentina and 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 Bitcoin is was just starting to to bring awareness to like uh, the rest of the world to like the plight of of financial literacy and and control and and then we started talking about it and I was seeing in real time like what was going on with hyperinflation and how Bitcoin was going to change this and it was magical yeah. beautiful thing no it, it was I think that conference was magical if you recall we had Andreas Antonopoulos we have Roger there back then uh, he was full into Bitcoin then he started yeah. like uh, with the the other projects but back then we all were you know looking for the same and I think we are and we will come back because at the end what we want is to to create a financial system that is inclusive open and that you know protects people's value and 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 I think that was that is what connects us no it's like we have been working to make and for ideological reasons I would say because now of course with the Bitcoin price going up there's more people joining which is okay as well no the speculative elements are are important for adoption but I think we we retain that thing that for us this is about not necessarily profit but uh, it's about transforming the world, no? Like, like uh, creating a financial system that is more fair with people, that it's open, and and in my case, that can serve anybody in the world. All right, guys. So, with a pretty crazy chaotic year behind us, we've got two hundred reasons to put your Bitcoin to the test, courtesy of my friends at BitCasino, and I've gotten you an amazing, amazing offer. You have to go to BitCasino.io forward slash shrimp to get it. But all you have to do is wager 5 MBTC, small amount, wager 5 MBTC or more on BitCasino on any slot, and you get 200 free spins to their legacy of dead game. You get 200 free spins, 200 spins to win more money. 
for free. And all you have to do is do one slot bet. I love these guys. BitCasino was ahead of the crypto game before that game even got going. The original Bitcoin-led online gaming destination, they really, really, really pushed and to continue to set the standard for fun, fast, and fair gameplay because you have the blockchain. You might as well be fair and transparent while you're at it. Deposit, wager, and withdraw in Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tron, Litecoin, so many cryptos, all in real time, all the time with BitCasino. Moving right along. Hey guys, it's Charlie. And remember that time we interviewed Anthony Trenchev from Nexo Finance? Well, they are on a roll right now offering 5.9% APR on your crypto credit. You'll be able to borrow at less than 6% on some of your crypto. They got a savings account that's offering 12% interest a year. And now they have an integrated exchange so you can trade between all your cryptos without ever leaving their integrated wallet. It's so amazing. Make sure you check it out at nexo.io and start earning interest, start managing your assets because crypto banking just got real with Nexo. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> I love Nexo. It's such a great company. A lot of uh, people and companies have explored and, and start to diverge and do different things. Uh, you've really stayed true to that, like like building on Bitcoin with, with RSK. And you're probably one of the, the oldest companies in the space uh, working on, on like things like side chains. And um, really what I want to what I wanted to ask you and to take a step back. For the past, I don't know, seven years, we've looked at building on top of a blockchain from the Ethereum perspective of like tokens and smart contracts and all these different things. I want to go. I want to know if you can take us back to like the pre-Ethereum days and what was what 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 did people talk about? What did we all talk about regarding building on Bitcoin? How how should we frame it? Are we thinking about building on top of a blockchain in the, in the right way? Yes, I, I think when we started with all this, there was only Bitcoin. Not Blockchain was not even a word. It's like, okay, if, if you were looking underneath Bitcoin, you would find the blockchain, but with nobody, we yeah. were making these jokes in 2015, 2016. Like, I think it was a corporate attempt somehow to disregard yeah, the importance of Bitcoin. Yes, exactly. Like saying, no, the important thing is is blockchain, not Bitcoin. And I think, but back then for us, it was only Bitcoin. No, and and there were some experiments. Indeed, you know, my co-founder of RSK, uh, Sergio Lerner, uh, our chief scientist, he he built a Turing complete cryptocurrency, which is what Ethereum is. Uh, in 2013, in May 2013, it was called Quixcoin, and then. He did an evolution of that called NimbleCoin. So there were some experimentation. I recall BitShares was also exploring smart contracts, very specific ones. So there were some experimentation, but I think Bitcoin is too many things and that's why it's so tough to understand. It's like on one side, you have Bitcoin, the monetary system, like uh, you know, or, or the peer-to-peer -peer financial infrastructure. And, and that's one huge thing by itself. Uh, having a financial system that doesn't rely on central parties. and But on the other side, you have Bitcoin as digital gold, as a store of reserve that is neutral, is censorship resistant, is detached from governments, but also has one thing that, because you have gold and you can say that gold also is neutral, 
you know, and, and, and detached from government manipulation. But Bitcoin is accessible for everyone because as long as I have a smartphone and I think now we are still in the process of bringing smartphones to anyone in the yeah. in society. But as long as you have a smartphone um, and you can download the wallet, then you are you can access Bitcoin and you can access a fraction of a, of a Bitcoin. And and that is not possible with gold. So I think when you see both things together, that's why I always speak about the internet of value. I think what we are building is a new internet for the store and transfer of value. And so, so that's the vision that was driving us, like create a new financial system that was for everybody. No? You're, and, you're, you're talking to me from a, from a country that you and your friends are used to your currency just going down in value. It's like something that, uh, you know, you have the joke here. It's like, there are very few consistencies in layer of death and taxes are the only things that are guaranteed. <laughs> in Argentina the other thing that's guaranteed is that tomorrow the cup of coffee is going to be 10% more you know and in some years it's it's worse or better and, and some governments have altered such to change it but but looking at it from like a historical perspective you guys are more conditioned than Americans are and now Americans are and Europeans to a lot of an extent are going to go through a little bit more inflation than, than we're comfortable with. And while the media is not talking about it, you can already see it. A lot of people saw it when they came back from Christmas holidays, early January. I remember going into the coffee shop and the coffee that used to be already expensive at $4 now costs $4.25. So things are, and so you're already used to it. So when you say about gold, right, you're not talking about some theoretical investment. <laughs> no. actually needing something that you got that you get your paycheck right like what do you get your paycheck what do you do with it yes and and yeah you you mentioned one of the things that is like inflation in argentina we had inflation like more to more than two digits and when i'm saying more than two digits i'm talking 25 30 percent inflation per year every year for the last 15 years so it's like, and and sometimes it got to fifty percent. So things that are unthinkable in the first world, in the in more uh, developed economies, is like in in our case is what we live with. So so you know that the local currency <clears throat> is not uh, is is not protecting your wealth. So you you need to hedge against that. Most people use the U.S. dollar for that, but more and more people is is switching to to Bitcoin. But also what you have is other things. We had uh, the first bail-ins and, and uh, you know, we had it in 2001, for example. Every dollar and every peso in the bank, well, the dollars mostly on the bank accounts were frozen at exchange rate of one-on-one. -on -one. And when you got out of that lock, force locked, you weren't out at one to four ratio. So you lost... 75% of your value of your money, you know, only because the government decided that your money was not your money anymore. So, so that's when Bitcoin becomes so relevant because it's, it's, you know, the sovereignty that Bitcoin brings is unattainable by anything else. And yeah, so, so it's, it's all those factors. And, and forget about Venezuela, for example. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, in, <laughs> Argentina is bad, but if you go to Venezuela, it's like uh, two more levels of bad. No, it's like exponentially bad in that sense. So like, it's like, you talk to uh, 
I talked to some people who still don't believe in the power of cryptocurrency and they look at something like gold and I'm going to go back to them and use that analogy. Like you said, it's like, okay, I'm in Argentina and I download an app and, and, and you can't own gold, but you know, they'll say, well, you can, there are apps that you can, but then you're relying on a centralized party, a, a, whether it's a, a bank or a country yes. or a, a company to like, legally bind you to that gold and then you said if you keep it into an account it's an argentinian company or whatever the government will come in and just but now that with crypto with bitcoin especially you can download that app and have access to the best global bank account in the whole entire world and that's what it just started to be so now we're like building on top of that because yes. we don't want bitcoin to change like we what it is now is what it should always be but that's not to say that we can't you know, make it better by building on top of it. But it's been hard to do. It's slow going. Yes. Partially because you don't want Bitcoin to change too much too fast. So now, like kind of going back to that, what are you, you guys at RSK, uh, you're working on a sidechain project. Uh, will we look, will we have a day? Will we see a day with like merged mining uh, token on top of Bitcoin that, you know, you call it Diego coin or whatever <laughs> that has the security of the Bitcoin blockchain. But I can then have that other coin or token be like, you know, do like my DeFi thing or, you know, securitize my house or, you know, the things that everyone wants to do smart contractual stuff, too. Is that is that a world that we're going towards on, on Bitcoin? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a reality today, thanks to RSK. And, and you know, the the. As, as I come from this vision of, of how, because Bitcoin is, serves two kind of people in the world. One we already described, the people who live in economies that are so unstable, so unreliable that you have nothing else to, to go. And, and even if Bitcoin is volatile and fluctuating and everything, it's much better than anything else you have access yeah. to. So, so that's one, one side. And then you have the other part of the population who has the, the ability to store wealth for more than two, three years, and they use Bitcoin for a longer term uh, reserve of value. No? But then you have in between the rest of the world, the ones who cannot, you know, that, that they need, you know, more stability, but they, they maybe live day, by, day to day or week to week or maybe month to month. So... As what we want is like, and that's why we started RSK. We wanted to build on Bitcoin because we think is, I mean, for very practical reasons, it's like, is the ultimate store of value. It's, it's digital gold. It's, you, you know the emission rate. You know that there will only be 21 million Bitcoins. And, and we know many have been lost already. So there will be less than that. You know exactly how it works. But also is the biggest infrastructure, security infrastructure in the world. Bitcoin is at least like maybe five times uh, safer than this, the following one that is uh, Ethereum. Yeah. And today RSK has more than 50% of the hashing power of Bitcoin protecting Bitcoin and RSK at the same time. So you can say that RSK blockchain became the second safest blockchain in the world after Bitcoin, thanks to Bitcoin. And, of course. and that was the vision. It's like how we can create a second layer to Bitcoin and and you know, using all the security infrastructure of Bitcoin, but also using the Bitcoin currency as, as a, the native currency. And that has two main important reasons. It's, one is liquidity. 
by having Bitcoin as the yeah. Bitcoin is the, the the asset with more liquidity around the world, crypto asset with more liquidity around the world, no no doubt. And the other thing is full alignment with the underlying layer, and that's something no no other. When people say, okay, I want to use uh, wrap Bitcoin on Ethereum. That is not fully aligned with the Bitcoin economy because basically you are taking the asset and creating an, an alternative economy in different security infrastructure. So you are creating a competing system that is competing for the resources for the security. RSK, every transaction on RSK, all the economic activity on RSK is incentivizing the Bitcoin miners uh, being built around the Bitcoin asset, the store of value of Bitcoin. So the alignment of RSK is full with Bitcoin. So in that way, you have actually a second layer, like a layer that really is contributing to the crypto economy of Bitcoin. And, and that is the vision we are chasing. Well, we were chasing. We, we started at the end of 2015 and we launched the mainnet of RSK in early 2018 with 5% of the hashing power. And since then we reached 80% of the hashing power of Bitcoin. And, and I would say now it's a stable around 55 to 60% all the times. That's a very good way of putting it because if you look at just the next chain, you look at Ethereum, the, the tens of thousands of projects that are built on top of it, they're not contributing to the economy of Ethereum directly like and and i'll have naysayers and people disagree with me and that's fine but um i don't know I, I i agree with you because when you build a token on top of another blockchain the way it is now is that all you're doing is burdening that other blockchain look at ethereum right now with all the gas fees right so you have all these tokens and all these projects that are on that are just using this this chain and all these miners are like all these ethereum these current ethereum miners are are sitting there and having to like do all this work for all these other chains and all these other tokens and projects. And at the end of the day, Ethereum is the one that's getting uh, the bad name because it's slow and all the gas fees and everything like that. You know, Bitcoin have to deal with that. But what you're saying is, is through merged mining and through the side chains concept, and I'd like to understand that a little bit further, instead of looking at it as like here and here, and then it's just like, you know, parasitic, it's, it's constant contribution. Exactly. Back. There's synergy. There's synergies synergy, between the yeah. two systems because on one side, if you want to do smaller transactions, uh, I like something that Adam Back uh, uses as a word. Like he talks about layer two or or secondary sidechains as middle security layers. You no, know? so it's like you have Bitcoin as a high security layer, then you have a middle security layer, and then you have off-chain protocols, protocols that you know are purely peer-to-peer. It's exchange of signed information between two parties, but rely on the underlying blockchain to settle disputes. So it's basically with those three levels is, is what Lightning is doing on, on Bitcoin. And in the case of RSK, you have a layer three that is Lumino, Reef, Reef Lumino payments, that it's also a peer-to-peer uh, protocol. But the interesting thing is when you go building this, what you are doing is Delegating the core responsibilities into different protocols with different uh, different risk models. That's why you talk about high security, middle security, and maybe low security. Which, when you talk about low security, we are still talking about something that is a thousand <laughs> times safer than having third parties handling the the, 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 the your your money. You no, know? so it's like 
it, when you talk about low that is maybe peer to peer like lumino lightning those are still like you know orders of magnitude safer than traditional systems so so uh, but in that way what you do is like there's always a trade off between security scalability and functionality if you want to have more functionality you are expanding your attack surface therefore you are trading off security if you want scalability and that's what people don't understand sometimes is like you know when they say well i have a blockchain that can process 10,000 transactions per second a blockchain that does 400 transactions per second not 10,000 400 transactions per second grows at a rate of 1 terabyte per year therefore in a couple of years you have a blockchain that only a few like high end servers can store and, and validate and process and that's what's happening with ethereum today so decentralization is gone. So security is gone. If, so side note really quick, if we had raised the Bitcoin blocks a few years ago, that's what would have happened. to Bitcoin. Exactly. And that's why the people was fighting off uh, blockchain, uh, blockchain size uh, expansion, because, you know, the, the, the bigger the blocks come, the bigger the data, then the, you are losing one key element of the ethos of Bitcoin that is independent validation by anybody with a home computer. And, and when I can download a, a Bitcoin node on, on my computer and I can validate transactions by myself on my home computer, you know, uh, then I'm being sovereign. I'm, I'm not relying on third parties and that's part of the Bitcoin ethos. And in that sense, that's what we are doing in RSK. We are extending Bitcoin and protecting that ethos. So that's why we say, you know, the system needs to scale also with off-chain protocols. These off-chain protocols are a need, are not a hack to the system, are a need because you don't want to be uh, putting a coffee transaction on the blockchain. There's no need for that. And, and doing that, you know, putting <laughs> the coffee transaction for the, for the future of humanity is like saying, okay, yeah. why I want my coffee transaction to be stored on a blockchain that will stay there for forever? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So... I'd love, I'd love to see, so like, what, and so what we're talking about here is the ability to walk into a coffee shop, pay with Bitcoin, but at the end of the day, instead of every single transaction going on, you know, needing a block, there would be like some sort of end of day settlement that would go into one block. And exactly, exactly. No one is really going to sit there and really try to cheat this coffee. I mean, there's, there's obviously risk, but you can mitigate that risk and you can lower that. And then at the same time, uh, it, it provides that microtransaction capability that we've all wanted, but at the same time, protecting that layer one, which is what we need. It's not what we want. We need, we need yes. to never change that. And, 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 and when you have a, a blockchain, like a RSK, that is a general purpose, you are talking about the Eto coin, no, but you can, I think a more useful thing than the Etocoin would be having a stable assets. Then you have a truly peer-to-peer -peer decentralized system that can interact with Bitcoin and stable assets at the same time. And then you have a monetary system that can serve the needs of everybody. I started like talking about this, like, okay, now Bitcoin is for the, for the I mean, Bitcoin, the asset is for the people who is in high instable a highly unstable economies and for the people who can store wealth for longer periods of time. But suddenly, if we use the same infrastructure and the same underlying like uh, asset, then to build stable assets and to build all these financial services on top, 
then we can serve the whole humanity. And, and that's already happening. You have protocols like Money on Chain on, on, on RSK that created a stable asset, the dollar on chain, backed by Bitcoin. And it's over collateralized. So you know that for every dollar issued on the dollar on the money on chain protocol, you will have seven dollars in Bitcoin backing that dollar. So it's going back to the gold standard, but instead of gold, you have Bitcoin and you have a four knocks that is fully transparent and, and, and ruled by smart contracts, ruled by, by a network that is you know un, unbreakable. Yeah. And, and that's when things start to get interesting because. Then when you have those stable assets, you can start doing lending. That's what Sovereign, for example, is doing in RSK, margin trading. Then you can have DEXs. You have decentralized exchanges between these assets. So now price discovery is not happening outside the blockchain. It's happening within a purely decentralized system. You don't need so, oracles. Yeah, you don't need oracles. And that's what people don't see is like, of course, we need oracles. We need price feeders now that tells us what's going on in the outside world. And that's the point of centralization of any protocol in Ethereum. Uh, and of course, in RSK, we share that, that problem in the moment. But when you see these systems evolving, what you are creating is a peer-to-peer -peer monetary system, a peer-to-peer -peer financial system that will you know, live in a fully decentralized environment and will, uh, you know, will fulfill all the needs of that uh, system within the decentralized network without the need of centralized services. But that's, of course, a process that I think will take maybe 10 years, 20 years to happen. It's, it's a yeah, process. We are at the beginning of it. An efficient system. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting that you bring up mining a few times because almost half of the, the guests I have on the show that are working on other blockchains or other projects, you know, we get on and we talk about how we talk about how proof of work is, is the old way. And whether it's proof of stake or proof of whatever, <laughs> their new consensus model whether it's hybrid or takes from whatever. We have great lengthy discussions on it. Um, but, and I'm still extremely firm in believing that there's no better secure way than proof of work. And it's simply the best. And, and so, we're, so now, we're, now that we're on that subject, uh, can you explain like what merge mining is and how that works? So you have miners that are mining on Bitcoin. What are they doing when they're merged mining? And, and how are they mining on a secondary side chain? Or in a different layer. Yes, I think you know merge mining is. I will explain it. Of course, technically, it's not going to be precise, but I will explain it in a way that anybody can understand. But you know how how it works is miners are all the where all the all the time they are doing work. No, this is this proof of work. No, so they are doing you know this computational work where they are trying to find a solution to the Bitcoin problem, and and once they find the solution, they earn. The, the the right to write the next block uh, in Bitcoin. And because of that, they, they get the Coinbase. That's the issuance, the subsidy, the emission subsidy of Bitcoin. So they get the new minted Bitcoins and also they get all the transaction fees uh, from Bitcoin. So that's, that's incentive for miners to do that work. But the thing is like, as getting one block by yourself is, is very tough and, and can take a lengthy, time and, and, and you need to pay your operations daily, miners are not acting alone. They, now they are syndicating in what people know as the Bitcoin pools. So basically they are creating proof of work that are not enough to earn the right to write the next block in, in Bitcoin, but they still send those proof of work to the Bitcoin mine, mining pools 
to demonstrate that they are working mm. because once the block is earned uh, from the pool, from the syndicate, they, with based on that contribution of power, they will get paid. So they will proportionally get paid to the proof of work that they they were demonstrating along the process. So what we did is just manage to change the software, the syndication software. So those lower proof of work, um, you know, um, pieces can be used to secure intermediate blocks in the RSK blockchain. So what you have is like in, in RSK, you have val validations every 30 seconds instead of uh, 10 minutes. So you're using lower proof of works to secure those intermediate blocks. Oh my God. And that's once brilliant. in a while. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're using the byproduct of Bitcoin mining to secure like intermediate blocks. And once in a while, now that we have more than 50, 60% of the hashing power, every 20 minutes, you have one block that is mined for Bitcoin and RSK at the same time. Indeed, you can see that on the Bitcoin Explorer. If you look for RSK tag, you will see that there's a lot of, like That's more than so half cool. of the Bitcoin blocks. <laughs> That's the coolest thing ever. Nico, by the way, you just perfectly described mining and pooled mining to like everyone. Like Thank you. 30 seconds. You just perfectly explained it. But I want to repeat what you said. You said they earned the right to mint the new block. Yes. Write the new block. That's exactly. And, and, and that's important. People don't understand that because that's an, a key you know, element of Bitcoin is that you earn the right, but if you don't follow the rules, then all the validation nodes run by anybody in the world will reject your block. So that's that's why the Bitcoin security is not only about miners, it's, a, it's about the network that is validating independently and all of us can be part of that validation network. And that's part of the, you know, this peer-to-peer -peer, uh, ethos that, that Bitcoin has. And, and, and in RSK, we have the same, the same model behind us. No? It's like we change the consensus protocol instead of Nakamoto consensus we have that has 10 minutes I mean, Nakamoto consensus, again, is maximized for security. So the problem is that if you lower the validation times from 10 minutes to, to a minute, for example, you start having and, and you, you start having one thing that is orphan, orphan blocks. It's like, you know, two miners find the solution. The, the closer the time frame, uh, the more. Come, yeah. And it's hard to follow the longest chain because you're no. then too many. But not only that is, uh, you know, as Nakamoto consensus is very harsh. So if you are the second miner finding the same the solution for the block, you will just earn yeah. zero. It's like you are killed of the network. So so that when you lower transaction validations is a is a condition that more collision of multiple miners finding the solution at the same time will happen. So the the Decor Plus consensus protocol that Sergio created basically incentivize not only uh, not only the miner that finds the solution, but also the other miners that find a valid solution almost at the same time. So, so you as a miner are incentivized to mine even you are not the winner, the full winner of, of the block. So, so that is, those are consensus protocols that are needed and Decor Plus evolve or improve on the ghost protocol that Ethereum has in the sense that uh, all miners, instead of being incentivized by the blocks they create, they are incentivized from previous block and contributes to following blocks. So 
selfishness has no place there because your incentive is to contribute to the network, to be mining to the network constantly more than be speculating with getting one block or the other. So, so in that sense, our escape also is innovating and, and being the leader in, in terms of consensus protocols. It's, it's considered the second consensus protocol after, in terms of security, after the Nakamoto consensus protocol. There's a very interesting studies there. You and your team and, and Sergio and, 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 and everyone have been writing on the cypherpunk and Bitcoin mailing list and IRC chat rooms, and you guys have been contributing uh, to Bitcoin Core and to the actual Bitcoin blockchain for, for almost a, a, a decade now, right? Yes, because so Sergio started in 2011 yeah. with the first security contributions to Bitcoin. So it's, it's Thank you yeah. for doing that. Thank you for realizing before RSK, you know, even with the NGO, with with Bitcoin Foundation Argentina, thank you for like bringing it all together and realizing that community was very important, that it's the most important thing always, uh, you know, your contributions, the financial contribution, your you guys and your 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 influence down there and, and helping your people and your community get access to like a more freer and equal world uh, is not being forgotten. And, and history books will look positively on those who tried to help their brothers and their friends. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> thank you, Charlie. I, 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 for me, it's like, yeah, I, I think the, the community paid me back much more than I, I gave. Love it's that. like, uh, when, when, I feel the same yeah. way. I feel yes. the same way. I love it's it. Like Have when a you go, yeah. When you go all over Latin America, it's like, uh, you oh, know, I love it. it's like amazing. It's like, I, I get chills when I think about that. It's like, if you go to La Bitconf and you did, you, that feeling you were describing in La Bitconf is what we get in every La Bitconf since 2013. It's like, we have been running La Bitconf for, for you know, eight years. Or, and and it, it's incredible. It's like uh, the, the, the feeling, I mean, the feeling you get from the community is like, it's a bro brother and sisterhood, no? It's like, yeah, it's not like... It really a, is. Traditional I'm business like, like memories and stories and stuff like that. <laughs> Thank you, um, my friend, for doing this. I really appreciate it. Have a great weekend and keep on doing what you're doing. And I hope to see you soon in in, in Argentina or anywhere. In Florida. Thank wherever. you, Charlie, for for uh, you know allowing me to share um, you know about the RSK blockchain. We then get to the layer three, the RSK infrastructure protocols, the Rift protocols that are also a key part of building a peer to peer internet. And uh, on top of Bitcoin, but I think in in the future we will maybe manage to keep deeping, uh, you know, keep deeper into this Dying, like yeah, yeah this vision on, on building on Bitcoin and how we can create a truly decentralized peer-to-peer -peer society for everybody. So, thank you very much. <laughs>